Rob is like, oh my god, the trauma these two have. <laughs> hey, what's up, friends and fans? Welcome back to Date or Disaster, the best and worst stories you've ever heard on love, sex, dating, hookups, and relationships. In this series, my co-hosts Chris Northover, Robert Gruger and I discuss the modern dating and hookup scenes, including reading out your submitted bad dating and terrible, terrible hookup stories. I'm a shit on these walls, Ray! Ooh. Hey! Too dirty? And we may share some of our own. Our resident sexpert, Robert Gruger, will dish out proper qualified advice to answer your burning questions. What did I do wrong? Nothing. Calm down. No! I do like you, I just... Tell me the truth! Why are you leaving me? What did you say? Why did you change? You're scaring me, Pearl. It's Chris and I, I mean, we try our best to provide helpful tips along the way, but just listen to Robert, honestly. Listen! Listen! Please welcome Chris Northover and Robert Grigger. Chris, how are you today? I'm good. I'm I'm happy to be back. I thought it was just a two-episode deal, but you, you'll bring me back for a third, so... <laughs> You must be like really desperate because you're like, oh my god, I have to get him again. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I'd do my my face up today. I'm working a bit of makeup, a tiny bit of eyeliner on the corners because I thought, Ooh. considering today is about heartbreak and revenge, I thought I'd put on a bit more of a boss bitch face, just a little bit. Um, nice. But um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be back. So number three, hey. Ed, Robert, how are you? I'm good, good. Thanks for having me for the full episode this time. I'm very excited <laughs> to be here. Oh, us too, us too. I was like, we need Robert here for like the full episode. You know, we'll get you to read out some of the stories too so that it's fair. And also, I've always wanted to see what your reactions have been while reading out or even just listening to some of yeah. our submitted stories because, I... my God, some of these are just... What the fuck? What the fuck? I was just listening to episode two yesterday, um, and just like some of my reactions, and then you guys were saying things, and I was like, ah. I gotta say this. And thank you again for joining us. So for this episode of Date or Disaster, we'll be discussing heartbreak and revenge. When I was writing this script, it was quite a timely episode, but I don't actually have heartbreak anymore. So now I'm like, well, we'll still do the episode anyway. But long story short, uh, the guy that I was dating, and I think I mentioned in episodes one and two, even though I was actually supposed to edit that out, you know, cue the sad music. But, you know, keep in mind, today we're recording this episode in March. So this episode might not get released until April or May or like 2027 it's been 84 years i'm not getting into specifics on what happened because my relationships are just between me and the guy i'm dating and our 11,000 listeners but no no look he's an amazing person he made the right decision to end that specific relationship because we just didn't click in some parts so i fully understand the reasoning why he chose to end it same time like he's just such a great guy that you know i would be a hundred times worse if it wasn't for him being so like kind and understanding 
And, you know, I truly wish him all the best because he deserves it. Is he though? Anyway, let's get back on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last call! Who wants to make it with the tutors, girl? Oh, not me. As if. Pong Lee! Not a chance! Rook, no. No, thank you. What are you sad ass jagoffs has to do me? Not to get all inquisitive, but do either of you remember your first heartbreak? I loved him! He was my... my everything! Yeah, um, I definitely do. Um, yeah. It was my first ever, um, boyfriend. Um, I had dated girls, um, while trying to figure out my sexuality. Um, so that was weird. Um, but yeah, I, um... It was sort of one of those things where I look back at it now and it was more... I was excited for a guy being interested in me. Mm. And having a boyfriend was was more of the appeal than the actual person himself. And I didn't think anything or anyone could ruin it. But I was wrong. Gay wrong. We were out and he invited one of his friends out and we were all just having a good time. And his friend was way more fun to be around. And um, my boyfriend was wanting to go home. I wanted to stay around for a bit because I'm having, having a good time. His friend wanted to stick around. So he went home and I stayed at the place with his friend a little bit more. And then we had a few more drinks and we were both completely drunk and we decided to go back to his place. So sort of cheated on him. Um, well, started to. I didn't fully. Um, so we, we did make out. We were starting to get more intimate. But then I was like, no, this is wrong. I, I have to stop now. So I, have, when I went home, called my ex, um, ended up crying over um he wasn't awake it was like early in the morning this is like two in the morning um and i was just like so sorry and everything um and then like a few weeks later we broke up um now obviously because i cheated of course i was unfaithful i felt i deserved all the vitriol he gave me even though there were things that he did that would have happily called him out of, but I was like, I've just done something terrible, so I deserve this. He fake cried in front of me, and I knew he was fake crying because I'd seen him really cry before. And he put on a fake crying face in front of me. So, because we were just talking about mourning the relationship, and I was like, I was so sorry and everything. Um, didn't speak to him for um, a few months, never saw him for a few months, and then suddenly I see him dating this new guy, and he just gave me the biggest cold shoulder. I felt so unbelievably horrible so i was devastated i went home broke down i i felt like the biggest piece of crap ever um i just didn't come out of my room for like two days i i i just couldn't deal with anything years later i found out he actually cheated on me long before i cheated on him so all that emotion was all yeah yeah because i actually went on a date with a guy a few years ago and i was just telling him about like my first boyfriend and he's like wait is that the guy who was signing whatever topic of law that was and i was like yeah and he's like you know you know described his features again i don't want to describe too much as in case he listens or his friend listens or anything and he's like oh that's that was his name and i was like yeah i was like um because we had had a couple of one night not one night stands but like had a few hookups on the february of 2016 when i was still dating him and i was like oh right okay like, I know I cheated, but at least I had the guts to admit it. Mm. Like, I'm what I did was still wrong, but like, yeah. I didn't know what to do. Tell you what, you decide, America! I've had a similar situation, like, 
after relationships ended, talking to someone else and then kind of talking about that person and then connecting the dots and then being like, that motherfucker cheated on me. And yeah. Then, yeah. It's a, it's a horrible feeling and you feel like you've wasted those emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that sucks. Mm. My, my first like heartbreak, I guess, I was 18, 19, he was like 24, 25. Um, and we both met at uni and it was uh, it was pretty a pretty normal relationship, I thought. Um, he had previously been like married to a woman and like praying the gay away. And I think I was just so like infatuated and just thought I was in love. Um, <laughs> as we all do. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess he was obviously just figuring himself out post like, you know, coming out and all that kind of stuff. I came out when I was like 16, so I kind of maybe had, even though he was older than me, gone through kind of that finding myself like identity-wise kind of stuff. I don't really know. But we dated for a few months, like he met my family and everything. But yeah, he broke up with me one day, just like really out of the blue. Um, and I think it was because he could tell I was getting attached probably mm -hmm. more than he was or was more invested into it. In hindsight, he was probably doing me a favor, I guess, mm -hmm. for breaking up with me, but it was just such a shock that I was completely blindsided. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, didn't know how to deal with it. I was like, get out, like I can't, but he left. I called my best friend. I was like sobbing to the point that like I couldn't breathe. I was just like, like what's happening? It's, I mean, there's nothing really that much more um mm -hmm. special or interesting about it other than yeah it's just like the first time really fucking sucks and it really hurts and you feel like you're never gonna get over it and eventually you do but yeah i also ended up having crabs after that because <laughs> i oh, thought we yay. were i thought we were yeah. monogamous but i guess maybe we weren't and he mm. denied that to no end but i was like i didn't get them from Anyone else? So, and remember, never ever believe someone when they tell you that shaving your pubic hair will rid you of crab infestation. Yeah, mm. crabs are fun. I've had crabs myself. Um, yeah, that was um, interesting. <laughs> learning yeah. how to learning how to treat those and using the right shampoo in the shower and all the different types of method. That was fun. Yeah, there was times where I swear I would have burnt my balls off at one point. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. And then you've got to do it again. But if you do it too early, you don't get all the eggs and it's all... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then once they were taken care of, I'm like, I am manscaping from now on. I am not ever missing that again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a waxer now. So no more crabs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Break out with my first boyfriend made me realize I'm actually gay. I know that's super weird because I actually came out as bi initially. Mm. And I was like, oh... 16 maybe yeah i think i think 16 16 17 um where i just hadn't met the right girl yet so if i say i'm bi because because i i come out and also sort of convince myself i'm like maybe i just haven't found the right girl yet um that i just open myself up to being bi rather than just put myself in a box and just say no gay 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 um and for some like maybe it was just because i was sort of like coming out of the denial phase of like how much I was in, in love with this guy and how much 
Um, I didn't see the signs of us not being good together. But yeah, it just made me realize, yeah, I definitely don't want women. I just want men. Mm. After my first breakup with a man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sad and miserable, but I definitely don't want any vaginas or boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Being dumped by a man. Yes, I definitely want more of this. (laughs) (laughs) I want more trauma. That's my new king. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you, Chris. I also came out as bi when I was 17, but when I was 17, I was convinced that I was like half and half, like my interests were Mm. half towards women, half towards men over Mm. the years. And as a 30 year old, it's like 99% men and then 1% women. But even my taste in women is really gay. Like, Ooh, Lana Del Rey, like all the gays love her. (laughs) Yeah. Like drag queens. Like, it's just like, well, like, you know, I know that all forms of bisexuality are valid and whatnot, so some mm-hmm. people might like to put that label on me, but personally, I just like the term queer, because for yeah. me, it's not also about my sexuality, it's about, like, my interests, the way I talk, my personality is very queer, whereas, yeah. but like, if someone says to me, like, oh, you're gay, I'd be like, yeah, true. But the only label I take offense to is straight because it's like, how on earth would you ever think that I was straight? Like, <laughs> yeah, how? I don't understand. And I'm like, do I look like someone that does fucking football and like drinks beer? Well, I actually do drink beer, but like, you know, like your typical bro type of stuff. Like, yeah, you're gross, like, Justin. You drink beer, you're disgusting. <laughs> I'm actually straight. So mm. you're being heterophobic. Mom, Dad, can I tell you something? Yes. I'm dating someone. (gasps) What's his name? Her name is Sarah. I'm straight. Okay. What did you just say? No, let's not. No, Carol. What did you just say? I'm straight. He said he's straight. So let's just all breathe through this. No son of mine. Okay. Okay. We'll be straight. It's like that, like, cliche of, like, bye now, gay later, and you think that, you know, oh, bye, um, sexuality is just a phase. Yeah. I mean, it's not, obviously, but for a lot of people, that's just part of the process of figuring it out in a heteronormative world where you're expected to like women, so you kind of hold on to that. Like, I I mean, I was, um, I suppose, like, 14, 15, and, like, I had a best friend who was a girl like had a crush on her like thought that i liked her Mm. and i was like i'm bi because i like guys i can tell that but i really like you and we like dated for a little bit but we didn't really even make out or anything we just like hung out and then i don't know it just you, you finally realize it i don't think i needed anything in particular to um Mm. be that catalyst for me but one day i was just like Hey, like I, I really like you, but I'm pretty sure I'm gay. And she was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. I'm gay. Ah, I'm on it, birds. What? You're gay? Maybe. <laughs> oh, but don't worry, I'm still on a never-ending quest to save you. The hell you are! I do not want to be saved by no limp-wristed, fart-catching, rump-ranging fairy boy. So you can just fly your flesh rocket to Chocolate Land for all I care. I remember being so confused as a teenager because and like i'm gonna overshare a little bit but i do every episode anyway so when i was 17 i think at that stage i had two sexual experiences with men 
Mm. Uh, one guy who actually lied about his age, which seems to be a permanent thing in my life, I swear, but I was 16 and he claimed he was 16 as well, but he was actually 19. And I know that's sort of big age difference, but it was the lie that pissed me off. Yeah. And then um, I also had, I would say, but actually my first ever threesome when I was 17 with two girls. And for me, all those experiences were really good. So I was like, what the fuck am I? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, am I gay? Am I this? What the fuck? And then, you know, tied it into first heartbreak. So I remember the first guy that I would consider not my first relationship because we never marked it as that but definitely like the first person that i was seriously invested in you know really heartbroken we had been talking on god this takes me back we were talking on msn the old messenger app oh my this god. is how old we're talking <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm gonna need to take like water droplets at this stage for my eyes up that old and <laughs> i remember we talked for like a year and a half and then we decided to meet in sydney he was living in i was gonna say the town but people would know who it is so he lives just outside sydney i'm <laughs> trying to be as vague as possible and i was living in Coffs harbour at the time so i lied to my parents i told them i was going down to sydney to see britney spears circus tour in 2009 and i was going with my best friend Everyone fell for it, and I got away with it. So I took the train down. He paid for a hotel in Sydney CBD. We spent a couple of days together, and I was so invested because we did all the cute date stuff. Like, we went and watched uh, Twilight New Moon. We went to Brittany. We just walked around. And then I remember thinking, because like we were also doing, like, the kids' software, like, you know, you're laying in bed together and obviously doing sexual stuff, but just like the talking afterwards, like it felt like we were really getting along. And then when I went back up to Coffs Harbour, I'm like telling all my friends being like, yeah, we're going to be a couple. And oh, he was totally into me, da 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 da. And then the week after, he tells me that he's seen someone else. And I just remember feeling like absolute shit and thinking, mm. why? Why can't it be me? And like so <laughs> dramatic about it. Like I'm always dramatic, but 17 year old me was extra dramatic. And then... I mean, you did just watch Twilight, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was bad enough, but then... Um, I, I can pinpoint the exact time, and this is so fucking stupid, but I remember being at a high school party, and we're all just sitting around the room, and I remember looking, and there was this straight guy who I was, like, infatuated with, but I would never make a move on him because he's straight, and he starts telling me, like, oh, you're such a great guy, and I hope you find a boyfriend, but until then, and then he leans in and kisses me, and I remember thinking, holy shit, like, that was great. And then straight afterwards, I remember thinking, will I actually ever find a boyfriend? And then I remember getting so upset that I left home crying, listening to Empire of the Sun, <laughs> and when I got home, I was just like, <sighs> and like hiding it from my family and whatnot and then when i checked out his i don't think facebook was a thing back then i think it might have been myspace i uh, checked his myspace profile and he had uploaded this album of photos with his new partner and i, I think that he dated for like three weeks and broke up anyway but um 
there were these photos that it was like taken the day before him and I went down to Sydney with each other. And I was like, he was already seeing this person while also seeing me. And I just remember thinking, you bitch, one day I'm going to get you back. And look, this ties into today's episode around revenge because I used to be a very petty person. Now I haven't felt the... Well, (laughs) no, I'm still very petty, but like in terms of revenge, I haven't felt the need to do revenge for like five, six, seven years. But I remember this specific person. Uh, If I wanted to be really petty, I'd just name him on this podcast, but I won't. So fast forward six years after that Sydney trip, I graduated uni, working first full-time job, blah, blah, blah. And he finds me on Grindr and goes, hey, would you like to come up and would you like to hang down? And I'm thinking, "Ah, no, because you were an asshole. But at the same time, I'm like, well, he is really good looking. And then I could, and then I started thinking about it. Then I was like, wait, hold on. No, I remember thinking six years ago, I'll get revenge on this person. So I set a plan in motion. I traveled up to his place and started talking and he had changed. He was not the same asshole. He was very nice actually. And he was being very cute and we were just like doing some stuff. And I remember thinking, God, I just want to kiss him. Like it's been six years. I just want to kiss him. And I didn't realize that I was actually pining after that, but Mm. deep down I knew that I kind of was. So we started making out, and then as soon as I got the kiss done, I was like, <laughs> so, so pathetic. I was doing all these things, being like, oh, yeah, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to put my mouth here, and do you want to do this? And I'm getting him all hot and ready. And he's like, oh, please, can you just, like, do this and do that? I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll be back. And then I left. <laughs> and just blocked him on everything. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't care for actually wanting to have sex with him or anything. I just wanted to kiss and then I was out and haven't spoken to him since. <laughs> so, but <laughs> there's been other worse things that I've done and we'll get into that later in the episode. But holy shit, I find revenge to be such a, because I've done it in the past, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to talk about this. And then on the flip side, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to actually talk about it because I'm going to look like a right cunt. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I mean, I would just encourage people, if they feel like as if they have to get revenge, in a sense, against the next, please go see a therapist. The cure to your nymphomania lies in unlocking a repressed memory through hypnosis. I can't actually imagine you two would have ever thought about this, but Chris and Robert, have you ever thought about exacting revenge on an ex, like maybe for cheating or anything like that? Yes, I've definitely thought about it. Um, But yeah, I don't know if I've actually ever done it. Liar! I actually never actually took any revenge. (gasps) How dare you! I thought about it. I thought about it because I am am quite petty when I need to be. (laughs) But um, well, when I say petty, I'm I'm more just bark than I am bite, because in because in the end, if I go out revenge, that will end up coming to bite me in the ass. I have written. I wouldn't say it was even a letter. It was a Facebook message, and out of everything that I've done, this is the one thing that I regret the most because. 
it's not something that I was ever proud of, nor was it an excuse for me to like get my feelings out. It was just me purposely attacking the next, like through Messenger. And, you know, him and I are actually good friends now, but I can't imagine how much he would have been hurt by my message because, you know, in summarizing it, it was me blaming him for, like, how dare he break up with me. That that was essentially it. Like, the only bad thing he ever did was that he broke up with me. But my mental health at that particular stage, I think I was 22, maybe 23, like, my mental health was at an all-time low on top of, like, all these addictions to, like, alcohol and weed and sex and everything. That's not an excuse. That's just painting a picture for where I was in my life at that time and mm. take full responsibility for what I sent. But it was just all these, like, cruel things that I was saying to him, like, oh, you broke up with me because you want the Stepford Wives type of life because you're a daddy's kid and you're trying to please your family, but your family are all fake. And it was just like line after line after line. And I remember thinking, yeah, I'm going to send it and fuck you and blah, 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 blah. And, I'm, and I remember thinking like two weeks afterwards, why the fuck did I send that? Because, you know, mm. I started to like get off the alcohol, get off the weed, actually see a therapist and my therapist was like, you really need to apologize. Otherwise, you are not going to let this go. And I was like, oh, but I'm still attached to him. And it's been a year and a half since a breakup and all that stuff. And it's like, why am I actually attached? And then came to realize that it wasn't him that I was attached to. It was this idea that at 21, 22, I had built the life that I wanted. You know, great full-time job you know, engaged, not that we were engaged, but that's where I saw it heading. And just like this ridiculous idea that I had built this forever life at 21 and 22. And I'm just like, holy shit, I'm 30 now. If I had the life that I had at 21 and 22 permanently, I would be so unhappy. But at that stage, I was so delusional. And I remember thinking, fuck, I need to apologize to him and mm. send him this big message, basically outlining what I already said about like seeing the therapist and getting off all the drugs and shit. And he was very understanding and he's like, I won't lie. That really hurt me. And it really confused me because you and I have not spoken for a year. And I was like, I know, but this is what's happened, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like taking out all my anger at that stage. Cause it was just like, this, I had this, there's a word for it. It's like a saboteur, like this uh, victim self-imposed mentality where it's like, oh, I might've gotten fired from work, but I wouldn't have got fired if you didn't break up with me a year ago. Like just all these stupid ways for me to try and blame someone else other than actually looking at myself and realizing, oh, I got fired because I was shit at my job. Like that's yeah. on me. That's not on someone else. And thank God I've matured over the years, but, you know, he was the one person that I was absolutely dreading running into in person because, like, it was, and, like, we'll get into some of the other revenge stories after, but he was the one person that I just unfairly targeted because it was like, how do you break up with me? Well, I'm going to do this and this and this, and, like, a year and a half later, send you this most ridiculous, crazed letter through Messenger, 
And I thought, as long as I don't see him, I think I'll be fine because I do not want to be confronted. And then I ran into him last year in Melbourne and I could feel like my soul escape my body thinking, oh shit, we're going to talk about this, aren't we? No, he was perfectly fine. He was the nicest person. We like hugged and everything. We actually spoke to each other for a good like 20 minutes, but I always had this like slight fear that if I actually ran into this particular ex, maybe it might bring up old feelings or maybe it might like bring me back to that particular low stage in my life. Nothing, none of that happened. It was actually more therapeutic. It was like, oh, we can be friends, even though yeah. I did all this shit to you and you never did anything bad to me. So that was more surprising over anything. May I have this dance? Speaking of revenge, it's time for our first segment, Slide in My DMs. We've now received almost close to a thousand submissions and frustratingly what? still no wholesome dating stories, which I asked for in the previous episode, but whatever. I mean, if I read Look. wholesome stories, I'm like, yeah, it's cute, but I want to know the worst of the worst at the same time. <laughs> Look, we're the queer community. We love drama. We can't help it. <laughs> Me, <laughs> really drama? <laughs> no. Uh, and one thing that I found, so when I was going through, like at that time, it was like 950 submissions when I was writing out the script outline. And I've taken five of the most like heartbreaking slash cruel revenge stories for us to read out. And, you know, again, for privacy purposes, we never, ever read out the names of the people or accounts who send in their actual stories, but we do give you stupid nicknames time to time. And also, this is a bit of a twist for this episode. Try and guess which of these stories are mine. There are actually Ooh. two. Which what are names on... have you given yourself this time? Not Verse King uh, again? or um... No, but I will <laughs> tell you at the end. That's an insane story. Chris, would you like to do the honors of reading out the first story? I would. Okay. Um, okay, right straight into it. Fuckboy wrote in. <laughs> Love that name. My ex broke up with me and a few weeks later started dating someone new. I tried my best to convince myself we could still have a friendship, but I was still reeling from the breakup. I went insane finding out he had moved on and was consoled by one of his good friends who happened to be exactly my type. I asked his friend if he would like to stay over and the friend said yes. We started having sex. I took his phone and sent my ex snapchats of us to in bed together with a big smiling grin. I didn't regret it until after I realized how wrong it was of me to do that. My ex didn't do anything wrong by breaking up with me, but I was convinced he had cheated on me at the time with his now boyfriend and apologized. I went to play yeah. Snapchat though, unless this is like a story from like five or ten years ago. But do we, do people even use Snapchat anymore? Um, I still occasionally use it. People, you know, when they need to send stuff that's not exactly safe for work or anything. Um, mm. but I think that's the only reason people use it. People moving on real quickly like i guess if your partner moves on to someone else like don't take it too personally because i mean not always but a lot of the time that's probably like a rebound mm -hmm. <laughs> like and you know if some if they're reeling from a breakup they are gonna be a bit lost and they might you know cling on or latch on to whoever comes along taking someone else's phone and sending them photos from their phone you're kind of just like compromising their friendship 
like without their consent as well so that's a pretty shitty thing to do this is why i wish this was a sponsored podcast i could have so many opportunities to be like we'd like to talk to you about yeah. <laughs> i was literally about to say that <laughs> oh it's just uh anyway uh so this next story i have tried to search for this story everywhere on the internet i did not know like i was convinced that this was actually fake because from when this person sent it in i had so many follow-up questions that didn't get answered until three months after they submitted it but i've oh. seen the facebook profiles i've seen the photos to verify this so robert please read out what i think is the most crazed story we've ever received Alrighty. Lesby lovers wrote in my fiance and I had been dating for seven years. She and I were excited for our upcoming wedding as Australia has finally passed same sex marriage. My heart was obliterated as I came home early one day from work as I was feeling sick. I heard moaning coming from our bedroom as I walked up the stairs to, of our apartment. My stomach dropped. I knew straight away my fiance was cheating on me. I quietly unlocked the front door and tiptoed in. I quickly opened the bedroom door to find my fiance of seven years with her legs stretched out and my stepdad on top of her. I vomited all over the carpet as both of them started apologizing. I didn't know whether to tell my mom that I found her husband sleeping with my fiance or keep it to myself. I kicked my fiance out of the house, blocked her on everything and cried for months. My stepdad later confessed to my mom that he was leaving her to move in with my now ex-fiance. They had been sleeping together for almost two years and no one suspected a thing. They got married a few months ago. Did we attend the wedding? Fuck no, but it pains me that she got married and I'm still single. Yeah. I, so I, I am struggling to deal right now. I can't. <laughs> it is. What? Oh my God. <laughs> they got a wedding invite to the wedding. I'm thinking, are you fucking crazy? As if your ex-wife and, you know, your fiancé's ex-fiancé would ever want to go to a wedding like that. And it's just, I did not believe, I have to be really honest, I did not believe this story when it came in. I thought, oh, bullshit, this looks something so easily made up. And then when I saw the Facebook post and there's an entire wedding album, and in the copy, like the, what do you call it, like the caption of the photo yep. album, it was this weird long ass story about, oh, we met through unusual circumstances, but I'm mm. so glad that I was able to turn her straight. And I was like, oh, what? I'm sorry, what? Fuck. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Oh, it is. Hate it. Fucked. Hate it. No. No. I. Mm -mm. <laughs> oh, my God. I am I just, facing like a mix of emotions, like sadness, intense sadness. I was actually starting to tear up. I don't know why. But now I'm like mad. Um, if they got invited to the wedding, I would go to that wedding and fuck shit up. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Act, act on your revenge. Like, I know some people are like, oh, don't be too petty and stuff. No. Petty that shit up. The institution of marriage will be destroyed. Societies will crumble. Rivers will run with blood. Nazis will once again ride on dinosaurs. The turning straight one, I feel like, was an extra little dagger just sticking in there just to mm. hurt the wound. That That's just so gross. Just, like, oh, uh, mm, no. Also, <laughs> um, by erasure, like, just because she's yeah. back. Yes. She's now straight. Yes. 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 
Sloppy Seconds wrote in, My former best friend always had a bad habit of trying to sleep with my exes, and I'm not talking months or years after the breakup, but mere minutes and hours after finding out we split. The first time it happened, I was very upset and didn't speak to him for months. We became friends again and I would just joke that he likes my sloppy seconds. When I split with my now ex in June 2022, I knew straight away my former best friend would try and get with my ex. So I warned my ex that the former bestie would try to sleep with him and my ex told me he didn't feel anything for my best friend and that he never liked him anyway and also just didn't want to cause any more hurt to me, especially going through the breakup stage. I received a call from said best friend crying and claiming that it's not fair. I always get the hot guys. And I laughed at him. I was heartbroken from ending things with my partner and I needed support. I decided in the heat of the moment to get revenge and catfish my former best friend. I created a fake grinder profile using my ex's pictures with his permission, used the explore feature to find my friend, struck up a conversation and he completely took the bait. I told him to meet me at a public toilet in Darling Harbour. When he got there, I had too much fun telling him I was only five minutes away, over and over. Four hours passed, and he got the shits and blocked my catfish profile. I ghosted my former best friend and ignore him when I see him at Universal. Oh, I didn't see that part. Okay, Universal's like a gay bar in Oxford Street, and it's like very... I don't know, it's like... Popular, but I would say, like, ARC is a lot more popular at times. But, you know, I'm very surprised to see Universal in this story. Anyway, so Sobby Seconds wrote it afterwards. It's silly with the revenge I did, but I'm glad I finally got it. So I didn't receive any photos, per se, to, like, back up this claim and whatnot. But I know the person who sent this in. Like, we've run into each other a few times at, like, Stonewall or ARC or... Like, even in Hyde Park at free drinks and whatnot, because I'm trash. And I was like, oh, I actually remember them telling me this story way, way back in, like, July. So, I do believe it, but I just wanted a bit more proof. And I'm not saying this person who sent it in is a liar in any means, but, you know, we're talking about this on a podcast. So, I would actually like to put up some photos in, like, social videos or images on my Instagram story to actually back up these claims with. But... You know, when he was telling me this story again, he sent it through voice messages and I was just dying listening to it because I could tell that this was quite therapeutic for him in a sense of like, he was able to finally get rid of this toxic best friend, but also get like one little revenge against him. And I was like, you know what? You didn't actually put him in any harm. So, you know, did the right thing, got permission from their ex and whatnot. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put this in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, OTT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, like, I was just listening to that, like, got permission from the ex. I was like, okay, this all seems really, like, ethical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, strangely <laughs> legal and ethical. And it's like, well, at least they asked. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't really hurt anyone except the person that he was trying to get revenge on. It's not, like, anything, like, super damaging or permanent. I would say this is, like, a really well thought out, you know, considerate, <laughs> all things considered. Yeah. Um, it's wholesome revenge. <laughs> By the way, in a universal, is that one of the places you taught me, Justin, when I, when I went to Sydney? I, I barely remember um, the names of those places. You universal, took me to, like, two places, I think. I think I took you... That shift. 
I don't know when you were here, but it's it's been uh, you guys for a few years now. Um, I was there I 2016 think, October. So oh, I think uh, I took you, Chris, to. I know we went to Stonewall because we were making yep. out on like level three for like ten years, and then maybe yeah, we made out a lot. <laughs> good times. Yeah, um, it was good times. <laughs> the I was gonna say Ark, but I don't. I don't remember taking you to Ark. I just remember there was one where you know it was like a like dance floor area, and then was like up the stairs, and that was like a bigger dance floor area where there was a bar at the back. I remember that one. Um, so that's not the best description. And then there was one. Uh, oh yeah, there was like a balcony view. Like you look over the balcony towards on the middle of the dance floor. Is that it? That's was probably that Ark. And maybe that's Ark. Okay. Because I was trying to remember, because I went yeah. to Melbourne and Sydney that time, but I was like, oh yeah, I didn't actually go did to Sydney because I was sick half the time. Did yeah. it have a revolving door? What? A revolving door. Oh, Ark maybe. Has, Ark has a revolving door that's like pretty iconic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. I, I was a little drunk. <laughs> People and get little... stuck in oh, the revolving door all the time. Oh, oh really? <laughs> it funny. is so much fun to watch people and they like try and brace <laughs> to get into the revolving door and then they just block it and I'm like, just wait till the next turn. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a blur. Uh I just remember like flashes of those areas. I just remember having a really good time. Uh yeah. when I wasn't and and looking around when I wasn't sucking on Justin's face. Um or or a, or, or a drink. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good time. And I know just the thing. Gay bash! Oh, surprise! It's gay bash! Yeah. Santa, look around you. Everything the light touches is gay. Queen bitch wrote in, hey, hey, queen bitch. Greetings and salutations. I matched with a beautiful girl on Tinder in 2020 before the pandemic. God, do you remember that? Before pandemic days? We went on a few <laughs> dates and as a result, both of us having COVID, we decided to live together even though we only knew each other for two weeks. It was the worst mistake I ever made. I'm a loyal guy, but my ex-girlfriend thought it would be a fun game to cheat on me with multiple men. In the process, giving them COVID too. She caught an STI on her latest rendezvous and i broke up with her i knew she was cheating on me but she was a porn star in the bedroom and i didn't want to give that up <laughs> she screamed and cried that she had no house to go to despite being bored being born filthy rich and owning multiple apartments in the city i got the police involved and she kicked and spat at one of the officers who handed her multiple fines and she was jailed for two weeks as punishment I miss her body, and the crazy was worth it, but fuck me dead, I'm not dating another crazy bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> I struggled to keep a straight face with that one. <laughs> Fun uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, so I got sent the court report, it was this tiny little newspaper fragment, and, you know, obviously not going to name people on this podcast, but I was like, hmm, that checks out. And then he decided to give me this big long story about like which testing facility he went to to get checked for an STI and everything. And I was like, okay, too much information. I didn't need to know that much. <laughs> like, I just wanted to know if this story was actually true, right? But then it's it, it gets a little crazier too. So uh, they met, it was like the first week of January 2020. And then like straight away they moved in together and everything even mm. though lockdowns weren't actually happening in january because the lockdowns didn't no. come in until i think it was like, like march and like after this story so i didn't get any clarification on how long 
this actual relationship went for. I don't know if it was like a couple of weeks, couple of months, a year or whatnot, but afterwards she actually tried to sue him for breaking up with her. And I was like, huh? You can't get sued for breaking up with someone. It's not yeah. divorce. It's not even, what's the word? Uh, it's in America. There's a specific term. If you live together for six months, it's called a different form of marriage. Like a, like oh. the American version of like Centrelink's registered relationship de facto or whatnot. But yeah, okay. Yeah. And I was like, well, no offense, but if she's apparently rich and has multiple apartments in the city, yeah. why couldn't she just go live in one of those? Yeah. And he was like, well, because I'm also born rich and I don't understand why she wanted my money. She's got her own money. And it felt like it was more of a politics thing. Like she was expecting the man to pay for everything so that she could save her money for everything else. But... Mm. The, the conversation just got really messy, so I was like, you know what, I'll just, like, keep it very short, and then I'll explain mm. everything afterwards, but... Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Mr. Body and the Crazy was worth it. Okay. Um, yeah, and, he, and we, like, Justin, wasn't he telling you about, like, every detail about getting tested and everything? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was like a way of flirting with you, maybe. Maybe there's a rich guy who wants you. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. I mean, he also did say he's not dating another crazy bitch, so clearly that's not going to be a a, a, a a factor at all. <laughs> uh, it's like, after my HIV scare last year, it's like, oh, yeah, there's nothing that turns yeah. me on more than talking about needles and blood tests. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> So this next story, I was very happy to get this submission in because I love detailed stories, especially when it's Sydney-centric. So I was like, oh, I know that place and I know that place. So, Robert, would you like to do the honours of reading out our last submission? Fibro wrote in, I was out one night with a huge group of friends and we got a little drunk. Now let's get this party started! friend ran into one of his other friends at the Cheers bar in Sydney, so we invited him to come out with us. Long story short, we went back to my place in Chippendale where the new friend told my female best friend and I that he was bisexual and wanted a threesome with a guy and a girl. Sorry, had always wanted a threesome with a guy and a girl. The problem with this guy was he was an arrogant douchebag and kept insinuating women were worthless Oh, sorry, were worth less than men, so neither my girl, best friend, or I were attracted to him. He was okay looking, but the arrogance was very off-putting. As I only had a single room, there were five of us sandwiched into one room, my best friend, the new friend, and I on one mattress, and my other two friends who went off to have sex <laughs> in the bathroom. The three of us were cuddling, and he lifts his arms up and goes, so which one of you is going to give me head first? I quickly replied, not me, and instantly my best friend said, not me either. And I yelled out a high five, and we were high-fiving over the new friend's head. It was so fucking funny that he got the shits and left immediately. I think about this every day. (laughs) (laughs) I love a good revenge story when it's against a misogynist, especially Mm -hmm. someone that always tries and talks shit, being like, women are worth less than men, and it's like, why do you feel that way? And it's like, oh, because I'm not attracted to women. It's like, that's not a valid excuse. No. Like, mm. What the fuck? Yeah. But similarly, when it comes to arrogance, I've 
unfortunately known plenty of arrogant people and i there's nothing i love more than like tearing them down a new peg like they'll be like oh i have a hundred fifty thousand million dollar car i'm like oh that car yeah my uncle has one and they're like what and i'm like mm. yeah my uncle he lives in orange he got it for free like i could just lie through my teeth and just to, like <laughs> tear them down and they're like oh okay and it's like why are you basing your self-worth on like material goods or like things you own and whatnot like come on like learn to love yourself outside of like wealth or outside of this but arrogance is arrogance and i know that i am very arrogant at times and i try and keep it in check but sometimes mm -hmm. i just <laughs> i saw that sure. eye roll <laughs> like you said it not me okay so i have this huge thing where i'm someone who if you want to brag just brag like just yeah. brag about something like oh you got uh like a really good score on a test brag about it you study for it did you like find the man of your dreams brag about it because that's good that that happened to you what i really fucking hate is humble bragging where it's like this form of oh i i only had two hours sleep and oh i was so tired but you know it felt really good when like my children told me that they really appreciated having such a loving mother to be with them and I also was on the PNC and I donated ten thousand dollars to charity but that's because if I didn't do that I would feel bad I'm like girl just brag that you had ten thousand dollars to donate to charity like yeah. you can talk about that that's fine we don't need these long-winded stories <laughs> and at the same time like I also do believe that if you're going to brag acknowledge the people who helped you get into that position mm -hmm. you know like oh you got a hundred percent on a test you know thank the mentor or thank the person who helped you study for to get that hundred percent but when it's like stupid things where it's like oh and you know i do so much with my life and i i don't think i'm better than anyone it's like uh your tone of voice indicates that you do think you're better than everyone so maybe yeah. just like learn to rewrite the things you say or how yeah. you talk about it but yeah you know, i say that as someone who loves to brag all the time non-stop <laughs> so my judgment's very partial or impartial i don't know the term <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think there's a difference between like uh i mean we can i think there's a difference between um bragging and being proud yeah of your achievements and your successes and it's like fine to you know be proud of yourself and kind of your loved ones want to share that with you but i guess it's just less dicky ways to express that <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just yeah. how you how you come across. But sometimes there'll be people who are just plain jealous or bitter and will just hate your achievements, whatever they are. Um I <laughs> I I used to do that when I was super petty and jealous of things. I was super petty <laughs> that Justin got to kiss the door Delano, so I ended up reporting his picture. <laughs> <laughs> was that you? Yes. <laughs> you bitch. I, I told you that. I told you I did that, didn't I? I swear I did. No. <laughs> oh, you probably did, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, okay, for the longest time, I thought it was someone else in that friend group at the time, and I'm not going to name them, but 
I thought it was just one specific person because we had a fight that week and I was like, oh, okay. seriously, you're going to report my photo? <laughs> yeah, that was me. I mean, you were kind of being a dick to me. So I was like, that was my revenge. So you know what? That's my revenge story from before. You were disappointed in a revenge story. You know, I went dating, but you know what? That's my revenge story. <laughs> oh, and like, to be fair, like the things that Sorry. I've said, the things that I've said to you over the years, I hugely regret because a lot of those things were not nice. Like especially like twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So I do apologize. <laughs> yeah. No, do you remember twenty seventeen? That was like another like low type of year for uh, me. But yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember what I said word for word, but I think it was something maybe like. You wouldn't try long distance, so you're a con, or you're this, or you're something else. But it no, was look, it I wasn't even remember. anything it wasn't even anything to do with you. It was the fact that I just couldn't process the fact that I had fucked up this like huge work project and then I was like trying to date someone that they weren't interested in me. So instead of actually being mature and being like, Well, let's try and do better at work or let's move on to someone else, instead I'm like Chris, yeah. I'm gonna get you because <laughs> you denied me last year. Like so, so petty and childish. <laughs> mm -hmm. Chris, is that a weed? No, this is a crayon. I'm calling the police. It is time for me to reveal which of these stories is actually mine. And keep in mind, two of these stories are actually based on my experiences, but also merged it with some others, and I'll explain after. So, Robert, we might start with you because you're our like special guest uh -huh. which of these two actually which two of these five stories do you think could possibly be mine the wholesome revenge one sounds pretty pretty possible nice Sloppy chris, chris um, what about you i'm going to say the first one written by fuckboy about the um snapchat one a bit of attention to detail there and then the second one i'm going to say the last one written by Bye Bro when they high fived him, high fived the misogynistic guy. So the first and last story are Justin's one. That's what I'm putting down. Lock it so, in. Robert, you are incorrect. So I wish Sloppy Seconds was one of my stories, but I've never done that. Chris, you're on a hot streak. This is the third episode in a row you've gotten it right. Both? Did I get both. them both right? Oh you got them my both god. Right. So, I, I was going to say the Bybro one would be my second one, but I only picked one. So, <gasps> Justin, but... you monster. You cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Robert has one point. Chris has now won four points out of the three episodes. But <laughs> I'll I'll summarize the first story because it's the least interesting one. So, unfortunately, yes, I was. Uh, it's a bit of a complicated story because essentially uh, when that particular ex and I broke up, I never had any suspicions that he had cheated or anything. But in the couple of weeks post breakup, it wasn't mutual friends. It was actually just his friends that were reaching out to me to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I heard that he was cheating on you weeks before you guys broke up. And, you know, just want to check in and make sure you're okay. And I was like, he didn't cheat on me. And they're like, no, we saw him at this bar. And I was like, hmm, okay. And so I questioned him. He denied it saying no. And then I was like, well, I just have this feeling that he wouldn't cheat. But also why would his own best friends like reach out to me and tell me unless they were trying to hurt me, you know? 
and at the same time one of his not even a best friend like maybe like an acquaintance or someone he would see like every couple of months uh started messaging me and i'm thinking uh okay hi why are you messaging me you and i were never friends even when my ex and i were together and he was like oh look i did you know, stalk you a little bit on Facebook. I think you're very attractive. Uh, how would you feel about meeting up? And I stress very clearly, like, hey, I'm nowhere near ready today because it was only a couple of weeks post that breakup. And that relationship was just a little over a year. So, you know, it was going to take a longer time to get over it. And I was like, mm, we could do stuff. That's fine. But, you know, please keep it on the down low. I'm not trying to, like, get back at my ex or anything like that. And so we slept together a few times and then uh, about a month after the breakup, I realized my ex was dating someone new. And I was like, oh shit, that feels like shit. Like, you know, was very upset about it. And then I remember what his friend had said about him cheating on me with this person. So I was like, hold on, let me do some digging. And I went through Facebook and there were all these photos of him with his new partner weeks before him and I broke up and they got their arms around each other and I was like hmm maybe he did cheat on me but he never confirmed it but at that time in my mental state oh you best believe I believe that he was a cheater and he was this and rah 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 so I wanted to get revenge and I remember the reason why we actually stayed at a hotel was because I got locked out of my house in Redfern. I left my keys inside and it was one of those like double locked security doors. And I was like, fuck, I can't get into my own house. It's the weekend. The locksmiths are unavailable. The real estate won't answer my calls. So I took uh, the friend to this hotel. We slept together and everything. And then he was sending Snapchats of me to my ex and I was like oh can you please not do that that's really uncomfortable I don't want to a I don't want to think about him but also b I don't want him to know that you and I are together because mm. you know that's not what I'm about and then his friend was saying like oh you know that he was cheating on you and all this stuff and you know don't worry about it like let's just send him some pictures and I was like okay sure and like we're taking photos of us in bed together and it was just it was nothing like nudity or anything but I just remember feeling like oh that's not something I should be doing like taking part of and then I remember he sent a snap back saying what the fuck why are you with my ex and then I took his phone and I had this big smiling grin on my face and that was the photo that I sent back mm. and I was just like hmm I know it was wrong, but I didn't feel like I felt a little bit of guilt in the moment. But, and you know, this friend and I probably met up every couple of months or so to sleep with each other. But it had been 18 months since the breakup. And this was the same ex that I sent that uh, message to about, like, oh, your stepford wife and this and this and this. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's been 18 months. I need to get over this person. What the fuck am I doing? And so I apologize for that as well. But it meant I had to end everything with that friend that I'd been sleeping with for 18 months. And huge plot twist. So that friend and my ex are now really, really close friends. I thought I was your best friend. Wow. I'm going to miss you, girl. Anyway, the second story, so 
the same best friend of mine who's getting married. So her and I would go out drinking all the time. We'd go out to Stonewall. We'd go out to Midnight Shift or Ark or Nevermind or whatever and just get really, really drunk, have a great time. But we went out with his friend who was uh, in my film class and we're at Cheers Bar for some reason. I don't know why, because we were always like in Oxford Street, but we decided to stick to like Three Monkeys Pub in like that little circle. And so dumb. And this friend brought his friend along and he was like, okay-ish looking, but straight away he was like, yeah, I've always wanted to know what it'd be like to have a threesome with a girl and a guy. And I'm like, oh, I did not know you were bisexual. I just assumed you were straight. And he's like, oh, no, I love guys. But, you know, I love women, but all they're good for is just pussy. And we're like, oh, he's one of those kind of guys. Okay. Very off-putting. And then just went into this big tangent about, oh, the gender pay gap is a myth and don't trust women. Like, you know, they say they're being raped, but they lie about it. And we're just like, dude, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, and like our friend group at the time had people who had experienced sexual assault. So we're already very uncomfortable and saying to our friend, like, hey, can you tell your friend to fuck off? We don't want him around us. (laughs) And then he apologized. He was trying to get into our good books, but we were too drunk to care and whatnot. And then it got to about three or four in the morning and we walked back to my place where i was living in chippendale in the worst fucking house i've ever lived in and the room was so small i can't stress how small this room was and it was me my best friend and the new guy and the new guy just like sandwiched himself in the middle and we were like okay whatever and i was like fuck i can't turn around and go to sleep because he might actually try and fuck me so i was like (laughs) Maybe if I just, like, face him, then he won't try and, like, put anything in me. And so we were just, like, waiting for him to leave. And then my best friend, she was like, oh, let's just make out and then we'll go to bed. I was like, yes, okay, that sounds great. So then we all started making out with each other. It was actually pretty good. And then this guy just ruined it because he was, like, trying to put both of us in a headlock. And he's like, yeah, which one of you is going to give me head first? And it was so quick. It was basically just me saying, not me, and then straight away her saying, not me either, and then I went, high five, and we high fived over him, and he was so distraught, (laughs) so pissed off and angry, he, like, he put on his pants, his shoes, took his shirt, wallet, everything else, and just left, slammed the door as hard as he could on the way out, and then (laughs) his friend, who had gone off to the bathroom to have sex with one of my other friends, came back and was like, oh, what happened to him, is he okay? And we were just pissing ourselves laughing. And we told him the story. And he was like, why didn't you just give him head? And I'm like, because uh, he was an asshole. Yeah. Like, And he's like, oh, what, he's an asshole just for asking for head? I'm like, no, it wasn't didn't that ask. specific. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it wasn't even that specific part. It was just the fact the whole night he's going on this tangent about hating women and they're only good for their genitals and this and this and this. Like, why would I ever want to sleep with anyone like that? <laughs> yeah. But it, it was like our like shared revenge against one person. So, you know, I might bring it up at a wedding, but who knows? <laughs> and now for the traditional stomping of the mayonnaise packets. Oh! 
it is time for everyone's favorite segment, Unqualified vs. Sexpert Advice. In this segment, Chris and I will attempt to answer your burning questions through our own unqualified minds, and Robert, our resident sexpert, will then give actual proper sexpert advice. Honestly, my advice should never be taken seriously, but hey, let's get into our first question. How do I get over heartbreak? Alright, I don't have any, like, serious advice for this one, because my advice is going to be very shit. So, Chris, what's your unqualified advice? Time. First of all, time. Um, whether that takes you a month, a few months, a year, sometimes things can be that severe that it takes a while to get over. Um keep yourself busy i reckon like you know whether you're doing what justin's doing and doing like seven million podcasts or me just the one um or, or just just go out and with friends like like take dating and i mean if you if it helps you get over heartbreak go have plenty of one night stands or have friends with benefits or what have you um just me personally i try and do something that's not going to make uh tempt me to try and form a connection again because one that's rebounding and then second of all it's more again you might miss the idea of being in a relationship and having a connection rather than the actual person so i think give yourself time first and then yeah like just go to something that interests you that you don't have to think about making a connection with someone with if that makes sense Thinking of like what heartbreak is, I, I think it's a lot of the time we think of it in the terms of a romantic relationship or like someone breaking our hearts. But you can be heartbroken about a lot of things. You know, people say, oh, X, Y, Z broke my heart or it breaks my heart to see this happen, you know. So heartbreak is really kind of like deep emotional distress um, for whatever reason that is. Um, and I think it just most commonly occurs for relationships because I guess they're the most kind of one of the most emotional things that we do mm. um so in that sense yeah it's like a psychological wound and um it's a cliche but time heals wounds later losers so the question is can I be friends with an ex she wants to be friends with benefits but I'm scared it'll hurt me I just want to be friends Chris what's your advice for this one well, I have definitely experienced this, um, you know, being friends with the next, just, you know, what's always the most cliche thing that like, oh, well, you know, we're not together, but we can still be friends. Half of the time that doesn't even happen. Like you never speak to each other again, or you rarely do, but it's just never the same. But sometimes it can actually happen. So but I will I completely understand the idea of like being friends with benefits but it's like then you're going to crave that you're going to you miss being in relationships so much like why would I do something that's just going to remind me that we've broken up yeah but I've I've actually done that I have actually been friends with my ex and like we're still friends now um you know we were doing all the intimate stuff and it took me a while because all I could think about was like how much I, I missed him. But I think it's just, it's really just about communication. Short answer is yes, you can be friends with your ex. Um, it's well documented. Many people are, as um, Chris can attest to, I guess. Um, 
friends with benefits with your ex is a little trickier, I think, be messier. You probably broke up for a reason. So keep that in mind, I guess. Um, if you're kind of trying to retain elements of a relationship, the sexual side of things, there's a difference between being friends with your ex and continually sleeping with your ex. You know, it's, it's, um, but it sounds to me like this person doesn't really want that, I mm. guess. Um, so I would say just listen to your gut. Um, if it sounds dubious, then, you know, it's probably not the right thing. Also, sometimes people say like staying friends, it might not be like actually friends, but you know, you, it can be amicable, you know, without hating each other. Um, yeah. like. I'm friends with my ex because we have a lot of mutual friends. So I just, I see him around all the time. Sex with an ex, I think, should not be ongoing. Mm -hmm. um, because you'll fall back into those same habits or patterns that might be the reason that you broke up. And unless something else has changed, then that's just going to end in a really messy situation again. Oh, how you doing, player? He ain't uh, looking at you, love. He wasn't looking at your fat ass. What did you call me? Step out. Bring it. Girl. Drop it like it's Can hot. Can I get a witness? Holla. Hi, hi, hi. I cheated on my long-term partner for a period of six months. How do I break the news to them? And also, how do I get over my sexual affair with this other person? So, Chris, do you have any thoughts? I honestly, I think this is a little out of my my depth. I know I also cheated on someone, so I obviously with the breaking the news to them, obviously just be honest and tell them everything that happened. Like if you have an ounce of respect for your partner, then they they are owed the truth. How to get over the affair? I I I don't really know, so I'm a little bit boring this time around. So sorry, Robert, it's all yours. <laughs> yeah. Um. I feel like I have, I read these questions and I just have so many more questions and I wish I could just probe. Um, but it's like, I'm, I'm a bit confused as well because it's a period of six months that makes it sound like that it's uh, it's over. But then you're also saying, how do I get over the affair? Are you over the affair? Like, do you want mm. to? Like, what's, what's the score? Um, so this is a bit of a doozy. Um, if you're still cheating on them, probably stop. Or are you in love with this other person? Like, are you breaking the news to leave them for this person? Or like, a lot of scenarios going on in, in my head when I read this one. There's no miracle answer for these questions either. I think people are asking like, is like telling someone that you have cheated on them is fucking hard. I've actually done mm. it a couple of times. <laughs> um, um, because I've been, I've had, I've slept with people and then not an ongoing affair, but affair, sorry, but I've told the person afterwards. Um, and one time they left me another time they were like, oh, okay, well, thanks for telling me. Let's talk about it. So, you know, um, but it's hard. It's not, there's no easy way to do that. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's no advice that I can give that is going to be like, oh, this is going to be so easy now. Uh, you have to do it. I would say do it as soon as possible after it's happened. Um, because otherwise, yeah, if it's once, it's like, you know, a mistake. If it's a six month period, 
that's obviously quite intentional. Um, mm. And depending on how long you've been together as well, like long term, like is that like one year, two years, 10 years, you know, um, the longer that you've been with someone, I think when something like that happens with enough, like, you know, communication and therapy, you are able to come back from those things. Um, it's obviously never quite the same again, but we all change and learn from our experiences. Honestly, I think they're just cheap. Whoever this person is just needs to sit down with their long-term partner, tell them exactly what happened, how they're feeling, but also be prepared for any type of response, even if it's the cold shoulder or if it's silence or if it's anger, screaming, sadness, a whole combination of different emotions, because no one wants to be told this, you know, by their partner at all. And at the same time, like, they just need to put themselves in the other person's shoes. But sounds like they weren't doing that anyway, if they were, you know, cheating for six months. Like, a one-time thing? No, I, I don't condone it, even though I've done it, but, you know, if you cheat once and you own up to it, I feel like you have more of a chance to sort things, fix things. But six months, mm, I feel like, you know, it's time to put the dog down. Like, mm. you know, let it die. That was a bit dark. <laughs> anyway. It was a serious question. <laughs> I think not necessarily, like, put the dog down or, like, it's, it's <laughs> over. But there's a lot of work to be done. I guess it's like Daddy always says. If you want something done right, pay someone a lot of money to do it for you. There's a lot of intention behind a six-month affair that would require a lot of self-reflection as well. Yeah. 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 Agreed. We wish this listener all the best. Please keep us updated on what happens too. I was hoping to get some updates from, like, previous questions from episode one or two, but... So far, nothing, so I'm going to chase up those people. But our next question is, I exacted revenge on an ex by sleeping with his new boyfriend, and I feel terrible. What should I do? Now, I actually tried to get some clarification on this answer by, you know, asking, did he purposely seek out the new boyfriend to sleep with him, or did he unintentionally sleep with the new boyfriend not knowing who this person was? So... All I'm going to say is, if you did this purely for revenge, then, you know, I, I actually, no, I don't know what he should do, because then, is he then getting extra revenge by telling his ex that he slept with his new partner, or is he then being seen as, like, a shitty person for mm. not owning up to it, or... I don't know, but also, I haven't been in this situation before, so I'm just like, well... I don't have any personal attachment, so I don't know what advice to give you. But Chris, do you have any advice? I'm sort of in the same boat. It's just like, I feel like there needs to be more context with this question. What do you do after that? I'm not sure. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Robert, do you have any advice? If that ex is not in your life anymore, walk away. You know, you've already kind of meddled by sleeping with their new partner. Um, like, that's bad enough. Uh, but if you confess that to your ex, you're throwing their new partner under the bus as well. Uh, maybe if the partner wants to tell them, that's between them. But it's mm. not really about you anymore. 
um you know you've already you've already you know um given the relationship one potential blow uh there's no need to keep at it um it would be really selfish of this person to confess to the new partner ruining their next relationship just so they can feel better you know i think sometimes you have to live with the awful things that you do um and chalk it down or chalk it up whatever the phrase is to a lesson learned and experience um and move on because you're not helping anyone by confessing that i mean like in the long term like honesty is the best policy kind of ideas sure maybe everyone would get over it in the end but is that i don't think that's your call to make like if that person has cheated on their new partner with you leave it up to them and also go to therapy <laughs> yes yes sorry we didn't mention therapy for 10 minutes so we got scared and had to mention it again just in case <laughs> I, I felt like that needed to be brought up so yeah now our final question is i'm recently single no this isn't my question i'm recently single and want to explore my sexuality with all genders what are the best apps so i can only say this from a gay point of view i don't know if there's any apps dedicated towards like just lesbians or if there's apps for say like trans or gender diverse people because the only apps i've ever used are grinder and tinder so you know I, I would honestly have no clue uh chris how about yourself what's with all these questions today that i just can't answer <laughs> this is not fair <laughs> um i'm basically the same with justin um like i've I've only ever used Tinder. Grinder, I was on like for two minutes and then I got bombarded and I was like, I'm, I'm too overwhelmed. I can't do this. Blech, bye. Um, I have been told, I suppose it depends what you're looking for though. Like, are you looking for a relationship yeah. or are you just looking at um, just exploring your sexuality? Well, like I was recommended to Hinge, but I think that's a little bit more relationship oriented. Mm. Um, apparently, like get more gays are using that now. So that's... That's great. But in terms of like exploring sexuality, I swear I've heard of a different app, but it's not as, I don't know what Bumble's like. Like, I don't know if that's something that all sexualities or genders are generally using. So broken record, but I'm useless here. Sorry. <laughs> How dare you not know about other apps, even though yeah. in the exact same boat. No, yeah. but, Shut up, host. Uh, now, Robert, seeing as we're all very queer men, I'm not sure if you would also be in the same boat as us, but do you have any advice on, like, maybe other apps or maybe what are the best apps to use? Yeah, so I don't have any, like, first-hand knowledge or experience because, um, yeah, I'm also very typical cis-white gay. I use Grinder and Scruff. Yeah, um, that, used, that was it scruff i've yeah. used tinder and hinge before but i don't really date anymore so i got rid of those because i'm only ever really looking for kind of casual sex um the um questioner didn't specify what gender they are and i think that kind of factors into some of these apps as well obviously if you're a, a man mm. looking for men you can use grinder like it it's the most popular one 
so you're going to have the most choices, I guess. Um, I've also seen a lot of uh, trans women on Grinder as well recently, mm. which I think is great. Okay. Um, and a lot of men, I don't know if they identify as heterosexual, but looking for trans women, like not looking for men. So I think um, if that covers any bases, Grinder is definitely an option, depending where you are as well. These are all very like geolocation based things. Yeah. Um, and as well, yeah, Tinder and Hinge, I think. Well, I think the straights probably use Tinder for hooking up, but I feel like we have Grinder, so Tinder was a little more hmm. like dating relationship orientated, I believe, yeah. maybe for the gays. Um, I mean, that's how I got my two relationships on Tinder. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Hinge is like more so, like I think the their tagline is designed to be deleted. So the idea is like you find your partner. Xander! <laughs> Spanky, listen, what are you doing? Will you gay marry me? Oh, I feel like a schoolboy. But this is pretty good, too. I was about to propose to Xander, and then out of nowhere, that damn Diamond Vision tried to move in on my man! Oh, no, Diamond Vision! I was here first! But I could make him very happy. I'll kill you, you technological marvel! That is so sweet. I actually did a little bit of research, though, because when I saw this, um... And I'll, there was another app. It's called, I've seen it like on ads on Instagram. I think it's called uh, Tamey or T A I M. Oh, yeah. Tamey app. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's just, it says it caters for LGBTQI plus people. Ooh. So that's, you know, inclusive. Um, uh, Bumble is good for everyone, but it's good for women, especially because I think. Uh, men cannot message women. The woman has no. to has to initiate the conversation, uh, which is, um, I think that's a good thing because men suck. <laughs> yeah, um, true. true. <laughs> and yeah, look, I, I there was this, I've put up this list. I just and I just googled this. I mean, like this is just information that anyone can look up. Um, I'm, I can't give any personal recommendations, but, you know, Honestly, up. some of these questions I get in, I'm so tempted to be a real snarky bitch and just reply back with, there's a, just there's a website where it's like, let me Google that for you. I just really want to send it back and be like, <laughs> be like, just fucking Google it. But at the same time, I'm like, no, actually keep sending me these questions. I need the content for this podcast. <laughs> actually, I was, uh, just thinking, oh, Robert's suggesting Google. Are you? Is he looking at me when um when I when, when he says that? <laughs> should I be looking that? Should I start being more useful? <laughs> no, <Tell me. laughs> I, I just I I was curious. I guess I mean, um. So yeah, there's Grinder, Tinder, Scruff, Hinge, Bumble. Um, there's one called Chappy. Um, oh. one called XOXO. There's no yeah. filters, including gender or age lines. So, uh-huh. you know, it's a bit more inclusive. Transda or TR. Uh-huh. So, and that's more for the safe space specifically for transsexual, transvestite, and transgender people. Mm. Uh, by Cupid. I've heard of that one. Specializing in bisexual dating. Um, I thought this one was interesting. Uh, Lex. 
It's a free text-based social app for non-binary, transgender, lesbian, bisexual, queer, and trans folk. Um, there are no photos or videos, and individuals utilize linguistic approach to express their personalities. So, mm. I guess if you're turned on by conversation and brain sex rather than swapping nudes, that's an option. Interesting. Um, and there's, yeah, as you see, there was like a, a website called Pink Cupid for uh, lesbian dating. So, nice. I guess my advice to this person who wants to explore their sexuality with all genders, uh, you're not going to find one app that caters for everything. Um, yeah. but you know. Um, I'm sure most of them have free trials or free versions that you can get. If there's anything you love, you can subscribe. Um, mm. But um, yeah, like, and the, I'm sure that there's probably even more specific niches for different things. Um, you know, technology is crazy these days. And if you want, if you do end up downloading all those apps and you, you know, find something out and you have fun with it, let us know because yes that can be advice that we can give to other people yeah totally and likewise if you have a really terrible experience please also let us know we'll read it out (laughs) (laughs) but Uh... my god i so i completely forgot how much i fucking hate grinder in the sense of i'll maybe talk to one or two people or respond to them and then straight away it's the pop-up ads that don't fucking disappear for like 20 Mm. years but Mm -hmm. i get the same ad all the time now and i can't remember the name of the app but the whole ad for it is oh there's no photos it's a proper blind day you go over to someone's house without knowing what they look like and when i see these ads i'm like this is the biggest like i would never use that app because If I don't know what you look like, how am I supposed to know you're not A, my catfish stalker I mentioned in the first episode, B, maybe an ex, or C, maybe a co-worker, or D, even just someone that I don't know, or like, like wouldn't trust. Why are they hiding behind a faceless profile in a sense? And we had that discussion on anonymous profiles versus discrete profiles and the reasons for doing so, but... When I saw this ad, I was like, mm, okay, I'm not going on that. Like, yeah. no. Why are like advertising like the competition, essentially? Yeah. 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 So it must be really running out of money at this stage. <laughs> like, they really want everyone to subscribe to, what is it, Grinder Plus or something. Oh, yeah. I get and that it, every day. It's like, I don't want to pay $28 a month just to not get ads. Like, yeah just stop the ads and I'd be using that perfectly fine. Like, they must get so much free advertising already. I mean, we've talked about Grindr in every episode of this podcast. Like, people post about it all the time on, like, Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. So it's like, do you guys really need that much money that you have the most intrusive, annoying ads? Like, yeah. come on. I'll say it again. I don't know why we're doing this. Thanks, Chris and Robert. That was all very helpful advice. I'm sure our listeners agree. And again, as Chris and Robert have already said, please share with us all your stories from using these apps. Or if you actually ask one of these questions, please send us a follow-up story and we may or may not read it out, but we wish you all the best. Now, 
as I mentioned at the start of this episode, you know, I was previously going through like a small period of like sadness and anger and whatnot. But for me, I'm always aware that I may actually still be in a rebound stage. I don't know how long for, but I actually went on a date last night and it was, it was good, but I was just very confused. I don't know if it was because it was my first date post breakup or maybe it was just like miscommunication and whatnot, but essentially we went and watched Scream 6 and I've already seen that movie, I already covered it on my other podcast and whatnot, but I enjoyed it the second time, but he was like wanting to hold hands in the movie theatre. I was like, yes, yes, I love all that, let's hold hands. But then whenever I would like go in to make a move to like make out or whatnot, I couldn't tell if he actually wanted me to or not. So I'm like, well, if you're not like moving your head towards me or you're not also going to give me a sign or say that it's okay, I'm not going to go in because I don't want to be that person that's like, disrespecting your boundaries or you know misreading your body language because him not wanting to do something can also say that like his way of saying no right so after the movie we were talking he's a very funny guy very good looking and he said oh do you want to go for a walk along the beach and I thought yeah sure now this was midnight and I thought right we have this podcast recording that 12pm New South Wales time, 9am WA time, so I need to go to bed pretty soon. Mm. We walked for two and a half hours along this beach, and I'm thinking, can we just, like, skip to the making out part? Like, why are we walking so far? (laughs) And it was really funny, too, because he also vapes, as I do, so it's like, okay, that's the thing we have in common. And then, finally, I just, like, worked up the courage I guess because like I was already like holding his hand and like doing little bits of touching and then I just outright said to him want to make out and he said sure and the making out was good very good kisser like really really good but then I just didn't feel a spark I didn't feel the same thing that I guess I was expecting Mm -hmm. so I was like oh no I think I might be in a rebound stage or I might be like anticipating something to happen soon so I was like going through a bit of confused emotions and whatnot and then we're walking back and we're discussing like things like oh we like the same tv shows movies both drag race fanatics and this part I'm actually going to take out of the podcast because I don't want to like put anyone on blast holy fuck he would not get out of my car for an hour and I'm like dude get the fuck out of my car it is 3 30 <laughs> in the morning i want to go God home damn. i'm tired it is like 25 minutes drive to my house from his and i kept being like oh it's getting late and oh let me put in my address on google maps trying to give him all these hits because i already told him directly that you know i needed yeah. to get out of my car and then he was like sending me all this stuff in like oh, I've got annual leave in a couple of months, like, you should come with me to Thailand, or, you know, I want to cuddle you every single night, and I want to make out with you all the time. But then I'm thinking, well, you told me before that they get through text and everything and in video calls that you want to make out and you want to do this, but then in person was just very shy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't tell if you're actually shy or if you just didn't want to make out or anything. And then once we got comfortable with each other, I was like, 
fuck. Okay, now he's comfortable with me, but I don't know if I actually want to pursue this anymore, just for fear of, like, potentially, like, being in that rebound stage. Maybe I haven't processed all my emotions yet. You know, trying not to uh, fool myself into being like, yes, I'm 100% over my recent relationship. I'm fine. Because for all I know, like, maybe in a couple of weeks, I might just be like, oh shit, I'm a little bit sad over this thing, so I might not be ready to date, or might not be ready to sleep with other people yet, so I've always got that in my mind. But anyway, that part I'll cut out of the podcast. And and so it was a good experience for me because it was like, oh, I can actually still, and it's a huge ego boost because it's like, oh, I can go on a date with a really great looking guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like this little fear that I have where it's like, oh, I dated someone really beautiful. You know, am I going to date another great looking person? And it's like, oh, well, yeah, of course I am. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just like always surprising to me. But, and that sounds like such a stupid humble brag. But then at the same time, like, I find that I can my floating skills have improved so much compared to like five years ago that I've been talking to multiple people on Tinder. I've been talking to multiple people on Grindr, but at the same time also establishing my boundaries. So A, I'm not leading people on and B, so that I'm not hurting myself in the long run or trying to fool myself into thinking that like, I'm going to cover up my feelings by like straight away going to someone new. So taking my time with everything, but I also had this funny exchange on Tinder with this guy named Matt. And he said, if we go on a bad date, will you recap it as a delightful story? And I laughed so much because I knew he was joking. But then I thought, oh, shit, what if I don't match with guys anymore? And people stop talking to me because they'll be scared of being blasted onto this podcast, you know, because... <laughs> If I came across someone on Tinder, they're like, I host a podcast on my worst dating stories. I'd be like, oh shit, am I going to be on here if I like don't have sex with him on the first date or whatnot? <laughs> so I do need to stress, like, again, we never ever reveal names. And at the same time, I only share personal stories on here if it's like something really funny, but it's ever from like a place of malice. And at the same time, if it was a really fucking bad date to be featured on this series, I mean, we, we're talking, like, attempted murder, catfishing, like, Roy Hypnol. Like, it would have to be that level of terrible to even be considered featuring on this podcast, you know? If we match and it's, like, an awkward date or, you know, someone not not wishing to continue after the first date or whatever, like, you would never be featured. And it would never be from a place of, like, anger or resentment. It would just be like, hey, this is what happened. But... You know, I may be petty, but I'm no longer king petty bitch anymore, so... Not first king petty bitch. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just like, I'm just really boring now. I turned 30 years old and suddenly I'm a dinosaur, so... Yeah, that's ancient. <laughs> uh, honestly, I need to be put into a retirement home, so... Yeah. I'm not even 30 yet and I can feel that coming. Like, I'm 28 in a few months' time. <laughs> oh, wow. But anyway, that's enough heartbreak, revenge, and rebound talk for today. Uh, Chris, thank you very much for joining me again. Always a pleasure. And thank you, Robert, for joining us for your first full-length appearance. Thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. So fun. 
anytime anytime now viewers thank you for tuning in if you liked our video give us a comment like share subscribe tip etc etc feel free to send in your best and worst experiences via my instagram which is at justinmatters.mp4 you can remain anonymous if you'd like us to read out your story on a potential future episode also check out queer stories on the swan the podcast co-hosted by chris and his co-host christo links are in the description I end this podcast with a dedication to all the very cute guys I've been very lucky to have spent time with in my life. Bye. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>